Hey everybody, welcome back to Talks with Miri. Happy 2020 to you all. So, I know that this isn't the topic that was asked upon the situationships. Still need to do that. However, in starting the new year, I figured one of the best ways to do it would be to take an introspective look at the people around you. And it was something that I felt was necessary. And I've also learned never ever to try and plan anything during the holiday season ever again because the schedule went completely out of whack. But there will be a situationship episode in the near future. So hopefully you guys forgive me and hopefully you guys enjoy this toxicity podcast. All right, so we ready? Yep. Okay, so we're going to be talking about toxic friendships with probably one of my favorite people in the world, Tiani. And this was perfect because we have two similarities here. One, we just started watching you, and this is a perfect opportunity to dissect Peach's character, and it's been a shared experience. So, obviously, before diving right into the topic, we need to know how to identify a toxic friend. And there are numerous ways to do this, numerous signs, but it's also worth going through the list and identifying whether or not you have been or are a toxic friend to someone. And it's okay, it's life, you will sometimes be the toxic person. So number one was you're simply not getting what you give. So if you picture a scale, in a friendship it's supposed to be somewhat equal in regards to stuff like who is the topic of conversation at the time. Or in regards to stuff like help or advice. Cannot be dominated by either you or the friend. Then again. That doesn't mean you can label your one friend who has not been there for you on one day as toxic because toxic is reoccurring behavior. It's a pattern. It's not a once-off. So, Tiani, in Ma'am. regards to your friendship as a scale, what are your opinions? <sighs> That's a tough one. I think perhaps let me give an example. I, I think toxicity is when all they ever do is perhaps bring you down for, like, comedic effect. Or they're like, oh... You don't have a bum or you're short or haha you failed you know instead of praising at least once the good things that you've done mm-hmm. you know i understand that like friendship has like those moments where you just blatantly make fun of each other and that's funny it's fine it's cool but if that's <laughs> all you're doing if all you're exuding is negativity and bringing someone down and trying to make mm-hmm. yourself seem as if you're above that person, then I, I believe that that's toxic, in a sense. I agree with that. Another way or manner to text or identify, did I just say to text? Anyway, to identify that a friend is toxic is that you have negative feelings associated with them. Texting, calling, and this links to texts or even calls. So if you get stressed out or experience anxiety or even dread when you see the name of anybody, or this particular person pop up on your screen, can't ignore how you feel because it's a sign that you're not comfortable or happy in the friendship. It shouldn't feel like a chore to have to talk to someone. So, Tiani, what are your thoughts? Oof. Now I'm thinking about all of the like, people <laughs> <laughs> that make me feel that way. Wow. I guess that is true in a way because you're forcing yourself to be around something that you can't even stand. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I a big like... realization for me. Because a I large know, portion of my contact list is just, <laughs> why are you here? Why are you taking me? When I was reading it and I 
or when I was summing up the list and getting it together and I saw that this was one of the ways to identify that someone was toxic, I was thinking that this is a really underrated way to kind of identify that you're uncomfortable with someone in your life because if you think about it there are people that you're perfectly fine with texting or if if you're not emotionally triggered by their notification but there's okay my experience is it's very rare that this happens and the times that i have ignored it when when it has happened have tended to backfire on me but it is a huge sign you shouldn't i mean friendship obviously is not texting each other all the time and always being in a conversating mood but it shouldn't be like if i see a notification from tiani i shouldn't be like or like nah nah bro i need to go offline it shouldn't be like that it's one of the biggest identifiers of what or who in your life is actually draining your energy wow no that really okay yeah it's okay (laughs) yeah and then number three was that they inflate your negative traits so this thing's to stuff like over drinking when you're together or gossiping or yes. general mean behavior towards others so yes or, or if, if that doesn't happen then perhaps you feel sheltered where you can't be 100% yourself around this friend what do you think I agree with that 100% because camp ooh, I was at a camp recently <laughs> <laughs> and um I was just surrounded by like a lot of girls who would only gossip about other people mm-hmm. or bring down other people, comment about their body types, the way they speak, the things that they've done. You know, just being negative. Mm-hmm. And I I didn't feel good in that space because if they can do that to people who have done absolutely nothing to them, then what of me? What makes me believe that they don't speak ill of me when I'm not there, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, no, I, I just can't stand people who only gossip or talk bad or just want to bring people down. I understand you can do it a bit because it's typical female behavior according to some male, but yeah, no. Uh. I think I think everyone knows someone who has a friend or friends that are not good for them. Like, there's this person who when they're with you or with a certain group of people they're like amazing and nice but as soon as they're with this particular person or a particular group there is a switch which enhances their negative traits i feel like everyone knows someone in that situation or has been in a situation like that where you've identified it for yourself that perhaps this friendship isn't for me because i'm noticing people don't seem to like me when we're together type of vibe yeah you can hear the camera <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> For context, that's in the background. My friend is taking pictures. It's fine. I'm not beefing with you taking pictures. And then number four... Try to volume. It's okay. Number four is you're constantly in competition. So whether you're in competition from how many boys you can get or how many girls you can get or who weighs less <gasps> or who has the most money or if, <sighs> if, if you're not in competition <laughs> with stuff like that, you're in competition to become someone's favorite in the group like uh, like a typical hierarchy of you know, whoever the best person is in the group the rest are fighting for her or he's his attention your thoughts um i'm now realizing that i have actually experienced a toxic friendship but luckily i cut this person off like maybe perhaps september last year mm-hmm. no earlier either way yeah every time i was with her 
it was always on some I wish I had a boyfriend or uh, it's so sad that we're all single you know mm-hmm. just always talking about like the negative aspects you know mm-hmm. and if someone in our group got a, got into a relationship like me for example I got into a relationship I was excluded from a lot of things because of that mm-hmm. like I was I was seen as if no she's not a part of this group anymore because she doesn't relate to our sadness <laughs> you know and it's like just because <laughs> just because this is happening doesn't mean i don't experience relatable sadness mm-hmm. but either way i don't want to be associated with you but no i can't where like it's always like a competition like oh who has a boyfriend now or oh who has this or oh i got the highest what did you get you probably didn't get that it's always a competition you know and i can't stand to be around such people i feel like it's it's very important to emphasize to people that you, you shouldn't really be in a competition with your friends your friends aren't i mean there is such a thing as healthy competition where you can encourage each other to do better but it shouldn't be what defines your relationship one of the defining points where oh my gosh i have to now hook up with this person that i'm not even interested in just because i need to keep my numbers up so that the squad doesn't roast me type of vibe it shouldn't be like that with your friends mm-hmm. the next one was yeah if anything about the way you are addressing the friendship consistently messes with your self-esteem so whether you've told them that it's something they're self-conscious about or just generally the way they talk to you they carry a lot of negativity in their tone towards you that's a toxic friendship what are your thoughts hmm that is true um it it, it really it sucks when you express how you feel and why you're feeling this way and what kind of insecurity this person is like targeting mm-hmm. and they still disregard it it sucks when they don't take it seriously mm-hmm. but if you were to example if i were to example be the one who triggered something for them it would be a whole huge problem mm-hmm. but for me it's as if my emotions aren't taken into consideration and i feel like that in itself is toxic it is very toxic um if anything i feel like while there's a fine line between being an honest friend and then just being a mean friend and a lot of people yeah. confuse the two because your honest friend will be very direct and that that directness will have an equal positivity to it because your honest friend is not always going to attack you So if you have a friend who is consistently attacking you with very little positivity and they're hiding behind honesty then that is a problem that's a toxic friendship because your friends your friend's job is not to bring you down it's far from it your friends are supposed to uplift you Yep the next one was you have to be careful around them or for in, like for example if i say this they'll like will they get angry or Well they, you know, the new whole lecture or stop talking to me and friendship involves addressing and seeing the different point of views that they may be and if they can't do that for you then there's a problem. So what are your thoughts? I agree with that 100%. But also in a in a sense of like you should watch what you say in a sense of not saying things that are triggering or upsetting mm-hmm. that are like naturally mean where everyone would be like okay well but if you you're con- if you're constantly walking on like eggshells around this person because you're afraid of saying the wrong thing no 
It's not a friendship. It is not a friendship at all. Let me tell y'all something, okay? From my point Ooh. and my recent experience with this, and the whole reason that this this one of the main reasons that this topic was influenced is, like I've said, it's life. Before I have had toxic friends, I will probably have toxic friends. I probably have been a toxic friend before. I'm like far, far from claiming the pillar of perfection here. But this is one of the biggest ways to determine not just with your friends, it transcends life in general. The people who you're allowing to your space, you should not at all be scared to say how you feel or what you're thinking or it should, I, I agree with Tiani in the sense that there should be a filter on some things you say. You're not going around to trigger anyone. But if your friendship is so restricted, if you are only showing 20% of yourself in this friendship of who you really are and your interest, then it's no longer a friendship. And it's okay for friendships to have only been for a short time in your life as much as you'd like to carry some friendships with you into the future some people's directions go in opposite directions and trying to force them together just feels toxicity yeah then number seven was their energy vampires you're just exhausted after dealing with them or talking with them i i don't think yeah. that's a way to elaborate that one is pretty straightforward if they make you tired like it's a sign and then number eight was you can't trust them. Your thoughts? <laughs> yeah. I mean, trust is a pretty deep one for me. I have, I have a lot of friends that I love wholeheartedly, but I just don't trust them 100%. You feel as if you can't even tell them small things because they might escalate the whole situation and go around telling people even the small things about you. Then, you know, it just creates this whole aura of on like discomfort you know mm-hmm. no. can't deal with such people where, they, where their aura is just untrustworthy don't know if that's a word but yeah can't I think I feel like in all relationships without trust there it's gonna be harder to have a healthy relationship because yeah. at the end of the day I'm calling you my friend I want to know that I can tell you stuff. I want to know that I can tell you stupid small stuff to big, huge scale stuff. But if you're with someone who you can't even tell the little stuff to, then that is not your friend. Far from it, actually. True. Essentially, I feel like with the signs and identifying toxic friendship, you kind of need to trust your intuition because you will know if something is off. You'll have a feeling, and you're like, you just, if it feels off, just trust yourself. Your intuition is your best friend. You're not always going to have an explanation, but if it just feels wrong, or you feel like you've reached the end in this relationship, then it's life. It's happened. Now, how do you get rid yeah. of a toxic friend, you ask? One was to get Ooh. an objective point of view on your friendship from someone who isn't in the friendship. It's... It is a way of holding up a mirror to your friendship and perhaps can get you to notice things which before you hadn't even realized that, oh, my friend shouldn't be doing that to me. Number two was that if you... I feel like a lot of people... Sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Whoa, I'm so sorry. Go. I feel like a lot of people aren't aware of, like, what surrounds them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people go home wondering why they feel a certain type of way. I feel like people need to start being self-aware and they also need to start being aware of the people that they associate themselves with. True, and it's not something that you're trained to necessarily always look out for because a lot of the times you don't recognize that, hey, that was wrong until 
months, days, ages later and you look back or, or you suddenly realize that, whoa, that actually isn't what it was supposed to be. Yeah. Like, there was this, there was, I don't know if you know who Tamar Braxton is, but she was in a yeah, in yeah. first marriage, she was physically abused and she said something which stuck with me was that she wasn't justifying the abuse, but she said she did not know that that was not how you were supposed to be mm-hmm. loved because she had not had a previous relationship before that. So, uh, how much I'm trying to, I'm trying to say that if if you've not experienced a healthy friendship or you've not really realized it yet for yourself, it will be hard to tell that you're in it. That's true. Welcome back. What's up? <laughs> Let's continue. So number three was that once you establish your boundaries, don't change them. Otherwise, your no won't be respected. So if you've said that I won't tolerate it when you call me always asking for something and the third time they do it, you're like, okay, fine, I'll help you. Then obviously your no's are not going to be taken seriously. Mm. Any comments? No, I agree with that. And then number four was if your toxic friend has no clue that they're actually toxic, they might push back harder or become offended or become accusatory or just totally miss and ignore everything that you're saying and start a fight. And if that's the case, then you're better off. Yep. Any comments? I feel like um, people like that, like genuinely, they genuinely think that they're perfect. Mm-hmm. you know and such thinking is just terrible i think because a bunch of people have just fed the idea of them being perfect to the point where they don't feel that they have to correct their bad behavior mm-hmm. so yeah no, can't deal with such people where they just always believe that they're never in the wrong and it's not it's not going to be really helpful to anybody to believe that they're always right in your relationships there are times that you will be wrong there are times when someone else will be wrong but what essentially keeps relationships going in this world is a form of compromise so if you are if you are quite i don't know how to where am I, like if you if you're very self-righteous in how you mm. present your argument to your friend or you don't listen to what they're saying or you i don't know kind of a cunt then like obviously your friendship won't won't really have a long survival period will it no it won't at all so like looking back at your past friendships and any of their toxicity (sighs) what is some advice you'd give anybody who is dealing with a toxic friendship right now I feel like if I feel like a person can identify when someone just isn't making them feel okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, firstly, that person needs to ask themselves why they feel it is necessary to stay friends with this person. It might be because mm-hmm. you're afraid of being alone, or you're afraid of not having any friends because you might seem 
like a loser or whatever you know but mm-hmm. people need to start learning to prioritize their mental health how they feel their well-being you know their emotions mm-hmm. all of that stuff they need to start prioritizing that over keeping people in their lives because as much as you want to have a person in your life in order to not be lonely if you keep a toxic friend around you feel just as like terrible as someone who is lonely so i feel like you just need to pick a battle and Absolutely. yeah i feel like my advice to someone dealing with a toxic friendship would be to just trust yourself even if it's these little things and the person who is a toxic friend is going to make you seem like you're overreacting if you know and you feel in your soul that this friendship is not working for you you don't need some divine deliverance to get you out of that friendship you can get yourself out of that friendship you don't have to sometimes it's literally better to have two three friends who are generally on your side even one as opposed to five or eight ten people and half of them make you feel like shit exactly i feel like a lot of people keep friends around for like aesthetic reasons like oh i have tons mm-hmm. of friends that tons of friends but you you grow up when you realize that you don't need people around you you really just, don't just for the looks of it you should keep the people that make you feel good the people that are there for you the people that you like to be around with as opposed to keeping people around just because it makes you look cool exactly Friendship is yeah. not supposed to feel like a chore. So if it's feeling like a chore, there's a problem. Exactly. So, way back when, and I feel like you're the perfect person to discuss those um Q and A's for for the podcast. And one of the questions had been, "Why we are never satisfied?" And I want your take on that. As human beings. Yes, as human beings. in every single aspect like romance friendships work whatever i believe so there is no specifications so i believe it was general well humans are never satiated satiated <laughs> humans are never like pleased you know mm-hmm. we're we're like we're all leeches we always want more than what we're given and if we're not given mm-hmm. even the smallest amount of I think it kind of unhinges us and makes us frustrated. Like, oh, I want attention from these 500 people or oh, I want to have sex every day or, or like humans just always want to be stimulated in some way because if we're not, then we're going to start feeling invalid or like we don't belong or like we're unloved. We're always just kind of seeking for something in order to feel like we belong. So I feel like that's a reason. I feel like adding on to that. I feel like another reason why we're never satisfied is because we don't like reaching plateaus, whether it's in a relationship or work-wise or just being in a sense stagnant is not something that mm. makes a lot of people happy if that makes sense. Like you you set your goal and you reach your goal and once you reach your goals your life kind of becomes what's the point now? You done it and i feel like that's another reason why we're never satisfied because if you have if you continually reaching and getting all these things that you have desired you like for example if you are a music artist and you've decided that i'm going to get a grammy you've got in your grammy now what it becomes very mm. what's the point like what am i going to do now like 
it, in a way it's kind of like bittersweet to have or reach your dreams in life so that's why I take it but in a general sense I just feel like we don't yeah. like not having something to reach for anymore because then you literally are forced to deal with what is the point of your life and no one wants to think about that mm-hmm. yeah I think I think people um, mm-hmm. are always trying to give meaning to their life because in a way and this is like my personal take on it in a way people when they die they mm-hmm. want to be remembered for at least something and if you are forced to be stagnant as you said or in a place of just not doing anything then you start to feel as if you're not doing enough with your life and i feel like people are scared of being recognized as oh she was the person that didn't do anything with I agree. her life it's very i don't know life when you when you try and dissect human nature and life you get so many reasonable answers and you also open a lot of doors in in your own mind about how you feel about personal things and it can get very deep um in trying to answer such questions but I don't think there's one way to answer why we're never satisfied. Like we're just Yeah. Yeah, go. It's, it's a whole bunch of aspects that you need to And address. Like, in terms of why people are never like satisfied. It, 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 yeah. It also differ in the different classes. I feel like there would be a different reason for lower class, different reason for middle class and different reason for upper class if that makes sense because The, the upper class for example have had the money they've been able to reach an earlier level of satisfaction than someone working in the middle class or lower class would have in their lifetime so i feel like that's another reason why they get so bored with life quickly like if you've traveled half of the world by the time you're already 15 what are you looking forward to that's the way you start finding other things to exactly. achieve meaningless things you know like who needs a trophy <laughs> in golfing why why are you coming for golf nobody though? but cuz upper class you know what i'm saying <laughs> they they have they have all of these awards that they don't need oh i i was first in my fishing whatever or i went to a yacht race and i and i came like what how does that benefit okay i'm not judging <laughs> i'm not judging just giving my perspective from a middle class peasant like whoa do you really need this but yeah i really like that question because it's uh <laughs> it's one that could literally keep you discussing all night i don't know i don't know how to sum it up but it's interesting there's some more deep questions yeah like really deep one of them was oof, i don't know if i can ask oh what would your final words be <laughs> yeah before i die i know right. it would probably be a meme <laughs> i don't know that's a hard one what would i say if i died i feel like I feel like I just whoever's with me at the time I'll tell them to tell whoever has Aww. wronged me that I've forgiven them. That's so sweet. Yeah. 
I feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't mm-hmm. die with grudges. You should just die with like peace and a sense of like calm. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like wow. Um, what were my final words? Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> gang, gang. Um, Bro, this is so hard. It is hard. That puts a lot of pressure on me. Do I recite a Shakespeare poem? Do I just say bye? Right? Like, um... Oh, fuck. <laughs> Miriam, if you were, like, about to die <laughs> and you started reciting Shakespeare, I'd be like, I think no, my final that words shit out. Just something <laughs> something like, about... Crap, I don't know. Just... just just make sure y'all don't waste your lives you know put that on my tombstone just don't waste your life live the life that you want to live so that I don't know when you are still a little skeleton or something and your relatives ask about you or if you happen to achieve immense success all over the world people ask about you they can literally say you know what that nigga lives Right? This person. They, they lived a life. They impacted yeah. people. So yeah. I think that's what my my final words would be. I don't like this question. Yeah. Right? It's very it's, it's tough. How do I want people to Oh crap. Not even I don't know. <laughs> it depends on who I'm with mm-hmm. at the time. If I'm with my dad, I'll be like <laughs> You did well. From with my mom, I'll be like, you did well. From with my, from with my boyfriend, I'll be like, you know what, you did well. You, you know, well. something along those lines. It depends on who I'm with. If I'm with like a friend, you know, I'd probably say like a meme. I really like. I really would. Like I'd probably, I'd probably say some meme thing, and they'd probably be I, so upset. Please, I know you're not even joking. <laughs> I'm right. not that good thing. <sighs> oh my Crap, god. I don't know. <laughs> or like I'm in the <laughs> ghetto and then I pass out. <laughs> I can't believe. Like, how is this even a question? It's so like I don't know. I I I, I keep thinking like in my head, like, yeah, I know what I'd say, but then my mouth starts to move and it's like actually no. Wait a second. I feel like those are things that you just should leave right, for when the actually, moment happens. I want to Google famous last words. Do oh, not please. go gentle into that. I'm sure someone has said old age should. Mm, let's, let's see how others <laughs> stack up compared to ours. You did well. We have Friends Applaud. Comedy is <laughs> finished by Beethoven. Pardon me, sir. I meant not to do it by Marie Antoinette. Hey, fellas. How about this for a headline for tomorrow's paper? French fries by, by James Donald French. See? Then we have Salvador Allende who said, These are my last words and I am certain that my sacrifice will not be in vain. I am certain that, at the very least, there will be a moral lesson that will punish felony, cardis, and treason. Okay. Damn, listen to Nostradamus' fire. Tomorrow, I shall no longer be here. Okay. 
That's it. That's it. <laughs> I'm waiting for some inspiration. Nope. I just don't here tomorrow. About yeah. space time yeah. continuum. That's all he needed to say. <laughs> like, then you oh, have Humphrey really? Bogart who said, I should have never switched from <laughs> scotch to martinis. Wow. John Barrymore died. <laughs> I should not say not, dear fellow. Not Barrymore would allow such a conventional thing to happen to him. Wow. Wow, Winston Churchill, <laughs> I'm bored with it all. Right? And then we have the last okay. one by Dominic Bohours. Oh, it's French. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the French people that listen. He said, I am about to, or I'm going to, die. Either expression is correct. I feel like Nostradamus's was the best. That is so dark. The best one was, I'm not, I will not be here tomorrow. Nostradamus. So we agree. He's just straight to the point. Yeah. Realistic, a little <laughs> bit funny. You know? Not too deep. Crap, if I ever die, I want that on my tombstone. Tomorrow I should no longer be here. Oh, but what? then it doesn't make sense after the day I die. No, but I feel like that's some like deep poetic thing where like tomorrow means like life could, could represent life. You it's, know. it's a smart move. And then the quote to end off today's podcast about toxic friendships was you can love them, forgive them, want good things for them, but still move on without them. It makes no sense to try to extend a friendship that was only meant to be a season in a lifetime. It is necessary and even vital to set standards for your life and the people you allow in it. Toxic people will pollute everything around them. Don't hesitate. Fumigate. And that was by Mandy Hale. She spit some straight fire. Don't hesitate. Fumigate. Fumigate. Don't hesitate. I feel like we've had a few healthy friends. <sighs> no. Yeah. You and I? I don't know. We always... I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day. Like, I, I've never felt the right? need to fight with you. <laughs> like, you've never we pissed me fight. off. I feel like... I feel like we, mm-hmm. we've just gotten used to each other. To the point where we understand each other on such a deep level that... Whenever you say something, I would know whether you're being mm-hmm. serious, whether you're joking around. Like, if you say, yo, fuck your mom, I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Someone who didn't understand you mm-hmm. would probably get so mad, I you know. Like, I think it's right. about I knowing really the person. We've never actually had, like, a, a fight. We don't fight. And it, it worried me. I'm like, shouldn't all people have fights? Uh, yeah, I think it's an understanding. <laughs> Because it's just we understand each other to the point where there's no need. Yeah, you've said some offensive things, but it's like we like (laughs) we kind of how do I say like we we can irritate each other, but like we also know not to make it a fight because it's not worth it. Like we'll stop and then she'll send me some meme, and it's like okay. (laughs) <laughs> that's true <laughs> that I don't know like true. there's more there should be more positive to your friendships than negative because I feel like then you're rarely actually gonna want to kill each other yeah 
instead of like gossiping or just talking about bad things, you should also be able to talk about real things like space or the sky, nature, animals, memes, Rick and Morty, flowers, birds, you know, meaningless stuff like Isn't that. You shouldn't always have to want to talk about other people's lives. <clears throat> sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm about to receive so much hate for saying like, that. But yeah. who, who da- like, please, ma'am, stay. Didn't didn't the second part of season two come out? It was supposed to come out on the fifth of January. I don't know. Right? I checked yesterday. I didn't see it, so I'm out here struggling. And I wanted to watch it yesterday. Yesterday shall... was a good day to watch it. I shall check now because the second part of season mm-hmm. whatever should have been out by now. Maybe we're just not ready for it in South Africa, you know? Yeah, we always get things last because, you know, fuck Africa. And we're at the bottom all the way. <laughs> that is I don't true. know how that made you laugh. Because <laughs> it was too real. You know me, I laugh at things that are too real. Okay. Tomorrow, I will not be here. <laughs> I know. Was it? It was something like that. I still can't get that out of my mind. Like you'd expect something so profound from Nostradamus, but no, not him. But that is cool. Like it is so cool. Tomorrow I will not be here. Because you can interpret that in any way that you right? want. Right. I wonder the person who wrote it down what they were thinking. Like, damn. Nigga, don't say that. <laughs> And the scary things you might not even. I'm wondering why my camera won't switch on. I realize that the batteries aren't in it. Damn. Okay, yeah. Continue. I wonder, like, if we'll even have last words. Like, some people don't have enough time, or maybe there's no one around to record your last words. I feel like dying alone is probably one of the biggest fears I have. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It depends. I wouldn't mind it, but then I'm like, who finds well, the body? <laughs> if I was shot, right? And no one's there. Okay, fine. But yeah, if I'm no, dying slowly <laughs> and no one's there, oof. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. You want to squeeze no. in one more oof just for good measure? Thank you. Oof. Thank you so much. <laughs> I can't believe that we've actually been friends so long without fighting. This is like five years, isn't it? No, how many I'm trying to think. Because I'm sure we have fought before. Like, no. When I'm still in Cape Town. See, the only thing is at first, because you didn't like me until you found out with me. But other than that, no, I think we've been pretty cool. I don't remember a period of ever not liking you. That's Because you always tell me no. Like, you, you didn't, didn't like me at first. Yes. Really? I think it was probably because of who you were chilling with. Ooh, oh, it's getting spicy. And that's the end <laughs> of the podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, friend. I love you. Thank you. That's you me. better say it back to me. Let me do. All right. Bye, Siri. <laughs> But what? Yeah, sorry. Sweetie. No, I thought you said Siri. Duh. I'll call you Siri because you're Tiani. 
and you're oh and your surname is Peary Teary please don't okay bye, thank Thierry. you bye I love you don't ever bye. I'll cut you <laughs> <laughs>